Hello everyone and welcome to class. Uh, today we turn our attention back to the study of the Gospel of John. We'll be studying John chapter 10 today. And more specifically, we'll be studying John 10 verses 1 through 21. So let's start things off right and jump right into the text. Uh, again, we'll be reading from John chapter 10 and we'll be reading verses 1 through 21. Uh, beginning in verse 1 with Jesus speaking, the text says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I laid on my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I, re I have received from my Father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he is a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Now, this is a very well-known passage of scripture. And we may be tempted to read it quickly, think we understand it, and move on. But there's an awful lot of truth in these 21 verses, so let's take a little bit of time and, and dig into what Jesus is actually saying here. Now, if you look back at chapter 9, you can see that the audience listening to these words is basically made up of Pharisees. And Jesus is telling these Pharisees who he is by using the illustration of a shepherd and his sheep. And we'll kind of unpack that uh, imagery in a moment, but before we do, he, Jesus does hit on some very important concepts uh, in this passage, like he suggests that he will gather up followers, or by way of his illustration, sheep, from outside of Israel. He says this when he talks about gathering up sheep from other folds in verse 16. Of course, this is prophetic. He talks about them all being under one shepherd. Likewise, in verse 17, 
He says that he will lay down his life and take it up again, and that he does it of his own accord. Of course, this is foretelling of his death and resurrection. This is also prophetic. And verses 19 through 20, basically, 19 through 21, really, uh, basically give us the reaction of the crowd who is listening. Uh, and we find out that, once again, there's a division because of his words. This seems to be the common reaction to the words of Jesus amongst his Jewish listeners. We've seen that several times in the Gospel of John. So some of the Pharisees believe that he has a demon or is insane. And really, the words of Jesus are so different, and his claims are so powerful, that this type of reaction does make sense. Either he is God's son, or he's crazy, or maybe demon-possessed. But now let's take some time and consider the main imagery used by Jesus in today's passage. In verse 9, Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Whenever I read that verse, another verse from the Gospel of John comes to mind, and that's John 14.6. John 14.6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Both of these passages are conveying the idea that Jesus is the only way. You know, in today's passage, Jesus says, I am the door. He's not a door. He's claiming to be the door that the sheep go through. And John 14, 6 says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Both of these passages strongly indicate that Jesus is the only way, that Jesus is the only door to eternal life. And not only is he imagined as a door in this passage, but once we go through that door, we're not left alone. Because once we pass through that door, Jesus is our good shepherd. Sheep need a shepherd to keep them away from trouble. The passage talks about some of the troubles that can come to sheep, like a wolf getting in and maybe taking some of the sheep and scattering the others. Sheep need protection. They need a shepherd to protect them, to lead them to food and water. They need a shepherd to care for them. They can't do it on their own. But we, even though we are the sheep in this image, we constantly try to care for ourselves, don't we? Problems arise, and what do we do? Do we look for the shepherd, or do we try to save ourselves? So often we act like we don't need any help. Uh, I can say this from firsthand experience. Is anyone else out there stubbornly independent? You know, if you are, we like to think that we have everything under control, right? And maybe sometimes we kind of feel like we do, until times come that we don't. Then what do we do? You see, sheep need a shepherd. We are sheep. A lamb can't save itself. Imagine a toddler being left alone in a house to fend for himself, to get food, to stay safe, to get dressed, to do all different kinds of things that need to happen. How well would that go? In a way, small children kind of understand this concept. When they have needs, they look to their parents. But when we have needs, we tend to get frustrated because we try to fix everything ourselves. This illustration is calling us out for what we are. We're sheep. 
We have needs. We need a shepherd. And the passage also gives us good news, that we have a good shepherd who cares enough for us to not only lead us to food and water and protect us from danger, but he's willing and he does give up his life for us. We should be looking to him when troubles arise. I do have one other interesting note on the Good Shepherd title. Uh, Not only is that title a great picture of how Jesus relates to us, but it also means a bit more than most of us realize. In the ancient Middle East, the title of shepherd or good shepherd was commonly used by kings. Uh, For details on this idea, I'm pulling a few quotes from the book, Jesus as the Eschatological Davidic Shepherd, Studies in the Old Testament. Real page turner. Uh, But this book provides some pretty good examples here. So I'm just going to rattle off a few of these examples. Uh, Some of these kings you may have heard of from uh, the Old Testament, being referenced in the Old Testament as either being an Assyrian king or or something like that. So uh, follow along for a second. First, an Egyptian writer who looked forward to a day when Pharaoh would live up to his expectations wrote, quote, The Lord of eternity, abiding like the heavens, exalted above millions to lead the people forever. His eye is the sun, his stride is swift, a star of electrum, the good shepherd, vigilant for all people, whom the maker thereof has placed under his authority, Lord of plenty. That imagery is pointing to basically a good pharaoh. Also, here's a quote from the Egyptian king, and I'm going to butcher these names, but I'm just throwing it out there. The Egyptian king, Amenhotep III, and he's speaking about himself. He says, quote, The good shepherd, vigilant for all people, whom the maker thereof has placed under his authority, lord of plenty. Also, the Assyrian king Shalmaneser I is referred to as a shepherd. The Assyrian king Tukulti Urta I describes himself as the rightful ruler, the true shepherd. The Babylonian king Sennacherib also uses the imagery of a shepherd. Quote, Sennacherib, the great king, the mighty king, king of Assyria, king without rival, the prayerful shepherd. Also, the Assyrian king Ashurbanipal addresses himself as the shepherd. The list could go on, but I'll stop boring you with it. (laughs) But I find this sort of thing interesting. Uh, It can be hard to go back and put put yourself in the mind of the listeners in the cultural context, the societal context of the the people who are listening uh, to the words of Jesus. Now, a lot of these quotes that I read to you happened hundreds, sometimes thousands of years before Christ. So it's hard to tell exactly how much uh, this concept would be in the minds of the listeners uh, of Jesus's words, but it's likely that at least some in Jesus's audience would not only associate the title of Good Shepherd with the idea of loving care, but also with kingship. And if you think about it, a king is charged to care for and guide his people. And those responsibilities fit nicely with what Jesus is illustrating here in John chapter 11. So in closing, don't go it alone. We have a good shepherd. Look to him. The sheep don't worry. They trust their shepherd. We should do the same. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for being our good shepherd. Help us to trust you fully. 
Help us to follow you wholeheartedly. Help us to look to you in times of trouble. Lord, forgive us of our pride and guide us as we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.